The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Guess who's back in the church? <laughs> I'm back. Hey, good news, everyone. It's the five count. Also, Ton is back from the dead. <laughs> I'm here. I barely made it. I'm still a little plummy. Um, we're going to see what happens here. He's a little. F- what does that mean? What's, I mean, I could still die again. Is that going to affect me at all? Uh, I don't know. Will it? Are you that emotionally attached to me that it'll affect you if well, I die? Or me and the rest of the community, obviously. Okay. I'm worried you said that, no, I'm fine. Everything's good. I'm good. Then you get here. I'm still real sick, and, you know, you could die. <laughs> I'll take you with me. Why, because I said a little phlegmy? I don't know. what. It, There's some kind of residual in my lungs, but. You know, I don't need any of that. Don't worry. I test negative. I test negative. Negative, negative, negative. Testing my patience, Tom. <coughs> okay, then. Oh, yeah. Hey, welcome to the five count. Here it is. The COVID-free edition. Yeah. I mean, it was really something. I still don't... I feel like I still can't taste and smell things correctly. I didn't realize, but I talked Wait, to my Wait, does neighbor. that mean I can just let them rip? Oh, yeah. You won't even notice? Yeah, I won't notice at all. I talked to my neighbor, and she lost the taste and smell for a whole year. I didn't realize that was like a real thing. I hope that doesn't happen to me. That happened to me, and I was very concerned. Not so much of the long-term hospitalization or the organ shutdown or anything like that. Yeah. I was just more worried that I might not be able to enjoy lunch anymore. Wow. Could you imagine? I can't. I mean, why bother? Yeah, seriously. That's still sort of how I feel. And I've been starting to like dump stuff onto it, like more hot sauce or just put some cheese onto this or maybe add some sugar here and like just put some stuff on there, hoping I can taste something and I can't. Some detergent or. Yeah, I mean, I could try that next time. Well, the good news is now you can eat all those weird gluten free baked items and you won't be able to tell. (sighs) They'll still have the. 
kitty litter consistency, but they do not have that consistency. <laughs> it's fine. Hey, speaking of consistency, we're back. Sorry about last week, but got to do what you got to do. Yeah, man. You really do. Now we're here together again. We are here. It's going to be a good show, Ton. My daughter lost her first tooth today. Very exciting times. She wants $2 and a treat for one tooth. Two bucks and a treat. What did you use to get for teeth collection? 25 cents tops. Tops? Yeah. Maybe 50 cents one time. I don't know. When you said tops, you actually meant it had doubled before. I don't know. I can't really remember. I remember getting a quarter typically. I was just, I was like dreaming, like maybe I got 50 cents at some point. No idea. But it would literally be, for me, it was literally like stick the tooth under your pillow. And then in the morning or whatever, I'd have a quarter under there. So what would that be with inflation? I don't know. No idea. What are we talking here? Like 1985? Sure. 86, 85. Do you have your inflation calculator? No. 50 cents in 1985 was $1.40. See, so she's she's some kind of inflation police. She's trying to up me, up the ante a little bit. She wants a 60 cent topper. She wants a raise. Two bucks a single tooth? I said, where'd you come up with this two bucks? I don't know. Did somebody tell you two bucks? No. You just thought of two bucks. Yeah. And a treat. And like a treat, like a mint or, or some chocolate. Some chocolate. I want a chocolate and I want two, $2, Dad. Or or I want just $2. Or I want just the chocolate. Or I want both the $2 and the chocolate. And I'm like, what? Man. What is this? I got to say, for me, I used to get uh, a quarter, I think, also. But... Yeah, I was cleaning up in 1987 because I was losing teeth left and right. Yeah. And instead of money on my dresser in the morning, California raisins from Hardee's. Oh, wow. That's pretty sweet. I got one per tooth. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Thanks. Man. They grew back. Yeah. And then subsequently lost the others to meth but uh, i still have those raisins okay yeah that's awesome Good now i mostly just eat raisins because i don't yeah don't have teeth you can't can't chew stuff or so it all worked out it worked out in the end that's for sure buddy yeah glad to have that positive attitude oh it works out in the end because of the fiber from the raisins yeah yes it works itself right on out it's the raisins and all that uh, grape nuts that you consume. Ton, we've got a special guest on the show tonight. No way. It's a good thing you showed up. No way. Good thing you got out of your deathbed, you lazy bum. Yeah, I can't wait to get back to bed. Well, listen, Ton, on the program tonight, we have the godfather of grunge, Tad Doyle. Of the band Tad. That's crazy. Remember that band? It's barely. They were uh, a precursor to all the Nirvana, Soundgarden, Melvin stuff that you loved. Yeah. Tad. They were kind of the guys. Tad. Tad Doyle. That's craziness. He has a new album out. It's called Forgotten Sciences. Huh. And he's on the program tonight. That's pretty cool. So it's going to be pretty grungy. Pretty grungy. Okay. 
So stay tuned for that. Love this idea. We've also got some five cow mailbag questions. Uh, Ton might talk more about dried up grapes. I like my uh, raisins and oatmeal. That's the oldest old man thing I've ever heard. Really? Do you hit Werther's Originals with a hammer and then sprinkle it on top? No, no, I don't eat those Werther's Originals. I've been trying to stay away from candy altogether. But if I make oatmeal, I make the oatmeal with raisins in there. And I used to just do raisins and cinnamon, but now I do raisins and then peanut butter. I mix in some peanut butter in after it's cooked. Do you also check your blood sugar and check it often and call Liberty? Nah. Oh. There's no reason not to. Hoping for diabetes. That's an interesting goal to set, I guess. But if if anyone can pull it off, you can. I figured why not give it a shot, you know? Pull it off. I mean, like your prosthetic foot. Yeah. (laughs) Does that sound like diabetes waiting to happen? Just some peanut butter and raisins? That doesn't sound that bad, right? I don't add sugar or anything to it. Sounds gross. What do you mean gross? I don't know if it'll make you unhealthy. It just makes me kind of feel sick. The but peanut butter part or the raisin part? or Just what? the whole thing. The whole thing. What if I went back to just raisins and cinnamon? So the, is the peanut butter like hot and runny? No. Well, I mix it in. After it's warm, The the everything's cooked. You know, and it sounds like oatmeal is oatmeal. Breakfast nightmare. Then I put the peanut butter in there and mix it in. You know, I mix it around in there. You think that's how you got COVID? Chunky peanut butter. So it's got chunks in it? Sometimes. It's like runny, soupy peanut butter with chunks so it separates. Peanut butter or chunky. So then the oil sits on the top? There's no oil. There's plenty of oil in peanut butter. Yeah, but it doesn't separate. Not the stuff I buy. I don't know what you're... Oh, ton buys those $18 a jar food co-op peanut butters that come in the three-ounce jars. Have you seen the plastic, the food co-op peanut butter that's just literally they make it there? That's really good and not that expensive. Ton, I weigh 400 pounds. Does it look like I walk into the food co-op? I mean, maybe. It's fine. You could. I just got done telling you my favorite childhood memories involved Hardee's. <laughs> I'm not at the food co-op. Well, mine too. I liked Hardee's when I was a kid, but I don't go there now. <laughs> yes. A uh, ton. I don't know what to say. Dust. Maybe we should play some music. Okay, let's play some, and then I've got some stuff to talk about when we come back. That's wonderful. I had heard... I don't know which co-op you go to, but the one that I frequent is across 110th Street. Mm. Have you been there? No. Well, here's a song all about it. Doing whatever I had to do to survive 
saying what I did was all right. Trying to break out of the ghetto was a day-to-day fight. Being down so long, getting up didn't cross my mind. But I knew there was a better way of life, and I was just trying to find. You don't know what you do until you put under pressure. Across 110th Street is a hell of a tester. Across 110th Street, pimps trying to catch a woman next week. Across 110th Street, pushers won't let the junkie go free. Across 110th Street, woman trying to catch a trick on the street.
I'm gonna write words so, so sweet They're gonna knock me off of my feet A lot of kisses on the bottom I'll be glad I got them Sit right down and write myself a letter And I'm gonna make believe it came from you Oh yeah, gonna make believe it came from you Hey guys, this is E.G. Daly, also known as Dottie from Peewee's Big Adventure, and you're listening to The Five Count.
D? Yeah, what's up, man? They go that girl they call Roxanne. She's all stuck up. Why did you say that? Cause you wouldn't give a guy like me no rap. Man, she was walking down the street, so I said, hello. I'm Gango from your TFO. And she's so, I said, so. Baby, don't you know I can sing rap dancing just one show? Cause I'm Gango, Mr. Sophisticator. As far as I know, ain't nobody greater from beginning to end and to beginning. I never do because I'm all about winning, but if I was to lose, I wouldn't be upset, cause I'm not a gambler, I don't bet, I don't be in no casino, and baby, why you nizzo, the is I is the grizzly, kiss and kizzo, I thought you'd be your best and give me devious rap, I thought I had a book inside my sentence trap, I thought it'd be a piece of cake, but it was nothing like that, I guess that's what I give a thing, it ain't that right black, this is Chris I, to get some, and see this I'm a wizard, Chris and Riz, I can tease her up his ass just like a dizzle with a bang bang, brother, I feel bad, but I ain't committing just a figure of speech Cause she's an apple, a pear, a plum and a peach I thought I had it in the palm of my hand But man, oh man, if I was grand, I'd bang Roxanne Roxanne, Roxanne Can't you understand? Roxanne, Roxanne I wanna be your man Yo, Kango, I don't think that you're dense But you went about the matter with no experience You should know She doesn't need a guy like you She needs a guy like me With a high IQ And she takes to my rap Cause my rap's the best the educator rapper MD will never fess. So when I met her, I wasted no time. But stuck up Roxanne, paid me no mind. She thought my name was Barry. I told her it was Gary. She said she didn't like it, so she chose to call me Barry. She said she loved to marry, but baby she would carry. And if we had a baby, we'd name the baby Harry. Her mother's name is Mary, which is really quite contrary. Her face is very hairy, and you can say he's scary. So does him not hairy? Our father's a fairy. His wife's a secretary, and son's a military. To force him to a list against him wasn't voluntary. His daughter's name is Sherry, his son's a Tom and Jerry. Jerry had the flu, but it was only temporary. Back in January, or was it February? But every time I say this, right. It makes me kinda wary It's only customary To give this commentary Some say it's bad Some say it's legendary You're searching all you want To try your local library You never find a rhyme back in any dictionary But do you know After all that All I've received Was a pat on my back That's what you get It happened to me Ain't that right Mixed master I-C-E You had a rope, you thought you was stupid But EMD's your rap was plain stupid I know you're educated, but when will you learn? Not all girls want to be involved with bookworms You gotta be stronger, which you can't resist So educated rapper, huh? Bust this! Since she's a new girl around the block I had to let her know I was a debonair doctor said I'd like to speak with you if I can And if I'm correct, hey, your name is Roxanne She said, how'd you know my closet is getting around? Right now, baby, you're the talk of the town Please let me walk you to the corner My rap will be brief She said, I've seen you before You look like a thief I said, me? The doc? A hood? A rock? Running around the street robbing people on the block? Nah, that's not my style The crime, I'm not related As far as I'm concerned, I'm too sophisticated Then it seems I got because she cracked a smile That let me know my rap was worth a while She said you call yourself a doctor I said, listen to you She said, 
that explain to me really what doctors must do. Well, I said, this is very because I don't say this everything. It's a major medical field the doctor must play. Dermatology is treatment of the skin. In fact, then you see me over and over again. There's anesthesiology, ophthalmology, internal medicine, and plastic surgery, orthopedic surgery, and pathology of disease caused by the change of the body. She said, ooh, that's very unique. Gave me her number and kissed me on a cheek. She said she had to go, but she'd be back by eight. Told me call at nine to arrange a date. Did you take her to the beach? That's what we planned. But she stood me up. Roxanne, Roxanne. Roxanne, Roxanne, I wanna be your man. Roxanne, Roxanne, and here's our game plan. The beat is here, so we will reveal it. And if you think it's soft, then Roxanne, feel it.
Mr. Money Man, Eddie Money, right here. They got two tickets in my pocket. And I want to tell you, you want to listen to some great rock and roll right here. The Five Count. Check it out and turn it up. No one's home.
Hey, welcome back. Oh, yeah. It's the five count. What a lovely evening. That was a song by the band Tad, fronted by Tad Doyle, who will be on the program tonight. Awesome. The godfather of grunge. Were you into grunge when grunge happened? Of course, everybody was. I wasn't. You were too. I was not. Just because you were wearing flannel before that look took off doesn't mean you can pretend that you weren't into it. I really wasn't into it. Well, what were you into? Um, I was still listening to early Metallica and then probably Pantera also. So like, I was still listening to metal and thinking like, what is all this? Like, what is happening? And I actually can remember being on the school bus and everybody freaking out over Nirvana and then hearing Nirvana and being like, meh, like, it's okay, but it's not heavy enough. And then I still just kept listening to what I liked. And it wasn't until way later. It wasn't, honestly, dude, I mean, I know, I knew some Nirvana songs really well and i'd listen to them you know a lot because they were on the radio and then also in a band i was in we we covered a couple nirvana songs for a while everybody's band in high school covered nirvana songs yeah i mean it was just like a prerequisite so i so i knew those songs you know and stuff i knew them but i'd never really spent time listening to the albums or appreciating the music like and i don't i don't think i ever owned them before so I started listening to them more like within the last two years, like listening to all of Nirvana and trying to take it in. And I appreciate it in a different way now. I, I appreciate it. But I just remember back then being like, just I thought it was weird. I didn't think it was all that heavy. And it was just like, why is suddenly, why is this the thing all of a sudden? But now you realize that those kids on the bus were right. And you were way off base. I don't know if I would say that they're right still. I would say they got caught up in the in the popularity of the moment for sure. Um, but I don't know. I mean. Well, I, I got caught up in it. Like if I was asked right now, hey, do you want to listen to the album Cowboys from Hell? Or do you want to listen to In Utero or whatever? I, I would choose Cowboys from Hell or Vulgar Display, or any Pantera album, really, still now. Or even if you said, like, you want to listen to Kill Em All, or, one, you know, one of those Nirvana albums, I don't know. I would probably still, like, well, let's listen to Kill Em All. What the heck? You can like both. Yeah. I, I, mean, I liked both. Okay. And so you you loved it. Uh, I was I liked Nirvana, uh, Allison Chains really liked Stone Temple Pilots, but my favorite was Soundgarden. Okay. Because they kind of sounded like Black Sabbath. Sure. Which was I was all about. Yeah. And then you hear a band like Tad, and then you're like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Those guys could be from Texas. Yeah. So tell me this. Um, where, how, What's up with Pearl Jam within all this? Do you still feel, do you feel like Pearl Jam is grunge? I think technically they are. Yeah. Um, they were probably my least favorite of the, the big ones. And how come? Yeah, it's hard to explain. Maybe they weren't grungy enough. I don't know. Okay. 
See, that's weird because for some reason I remember liking Pearl Jam a little more at the time. And I actually owned a Pearl Jam tape at one point. And you have that Temple of the Dog tattoo. Yeah. Or have you since had that removed? No, it's still on my inner thigh there. Yeah. Ton's not going hungry, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Yeah. Huh, that's really interesting. I mean, all that's changed, uh, you know, drastically as far as how I think about and listen to music now. It's it's way, you know, totally way different. So I'm not saying anything negative against any of those bands, really. Um, Sounds like you hate everything. But at the time, it was, I really didn't understand it. it was, I thought it was interesting. I don't hate it at all. And you think this is... I don't know. You know what I'm listening to right now very intently? and uh, Lincoln Park? No, I was going to actually ask you about this. Uh, Kid Rock? I've been listening to Tears for Fears. Like, oh, I was close. Like all of it. And it's so funny because there's at a different point in my life, I would have been like, Tears for Fears, what a bunch of wusses. Like totally just would have never even touched it. <laughs> you must have been an interesting dude back in high school. Yeah, I don't know. Now you're shout, shout, letting it all out? Yeah, I guess. Uh, There's really some interesting stuff that they put out. And um, I've listened to some live albums and and watched a little bit of uh, live shows on YouTube of them, like, in the 80s and also of them, like, recently, like, uploaded within two weeks ago. And uh, they're... They're like amazingly good. Like I had no idea. I mean, it's just the two guys, right? I mean, they've got a, another whole band, you know, with there's a drummer and I think the I mean, nowadays it's I think it's just the two guys as the last remaining members and they have like an extra guitarist that does the solos and stuff now. But in the 80s, the one guy did all the guitar work, and then, you know, they had the other guy on the bass and the drummer, and then they had a keyboard guy. And I think that was pretty much it in the 80s. But, yeah. Are they still sowing the seeds of love? I mean, I think so. Well, that's a relief. It was, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I find it really interesting. And then, you know... Did you prefer are. the disturbed version of Shout? No. That's a lie. No. Definitely not. Well, keep in mind, as Ton mentioned earlier, he did have COVID, so now he has no taste. <laughs> nice. Hey, speaking of Ton, I do have a message that someone sent to the five count hotline. Okay. It's a hotline for us. And yep. now Ton yep. will tell you the number. <laughs> You want me to talk about it. The hotline. Somebody send it like a text message? Uh, It's like a a letter, but instead of buying a stamp, they just sent it to this phone number. To the hotline. You can send anything you want there. Text message, voicemail, whatever. 507-519-2030. It's the five count hotline. Thank you. Did I hear Justin has covid I had it last summer, and crap, missed being with my dad on his B-Day because of it. COVID, still out there a little. A concerned citizen, known by people on Earth as John. P.S. Elvis movie, Girls, 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 is pretty good. 
he sings Return to Sender. Baldface Hornet is what Ton needs to Google to see. J. For John. Nice. In New Ulm. Well, thank you so much, John, for that update. And yes, I did have the COVID, and uh, it was not fun. I find it pretty strange that um, I went the whole like pandemic and even working in a hospital setting and didn't get it. And then now randomly I get it and I didn't even do like, I wasn't, I wasn't, didn't go out anywhere. Nothing crazy. My wife brought it into the home and uh, here we are. Here we are. And I've been fully vaccinated many times over. Like, because I work in a hospital, they tell you, like, every time is, like, vaccination, booster, vaccine, vaccination, booster. But I've had all of it. Do you feel better now? Do you feel like you were missing out? No. uh, Like, what's all the fuss about? Definitely not. But I do feel like what's all the fuss about, kind of. And I do wonder, like, what is the future here? Like, how... How are we going to transition into it being treated more like the flu or something? Because, I mean, currently, if somebody gets the flu, they don't have to call or go to a special website for the workplace and submit a, a test result for whether or not they have the flu and, like, how long they've had symptoms and what symptoms there are and possibly get work release information and have a health line person call them and tell them when they can go back. You know, like there's none of that business for anything else. And it's, so I'm wondering like what, how do we get to there from where we are? You know, cause I mean, I didn't feel great, but in my mind, it's like once my fever was gone and stuff, it's like, okay, like if you feel well enough to work, go ahead and just wear a mask or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> if that makes sense sure i mean the what i could say is the stress of having it was more i think i mean i didn't feel great i will say that it was not great and the, the losing taste and smell thing is not cool it's not fun but uh the bigger stress of it all is mentally and worrying about like my kids and and oh geez how long do they have to be out of daycare and out of this stuff and then that means how long do i have to be out and how much pto do i have left to cover all this and then i'm going to use all my pto just because i got to sit here at home even though i could be like i could still physically probably do my job but i also come from like a different generation where it's like unless you're dying you should just still just go back to work and (laughs) you know what i mean like I just come from that mentality of like, whatever, like I can still work. I don't know. Well, like I still was mowing the lawn and doing stuff and I wish places were as stringent with head lice as they were with COVID. Yeah, that's, I've been battling that something fierce that, that actually is real talk right there. There aren't really a lot of protocols in place. Yeah, probably nothing. Like, I just itched my way right back to work. And yeah. I'm sure everyone has it now. And there should be like, dude, you got lice, get get out of here. 
course, I didn't tell anybody, but... Oh, yeah. There is that, I guess, you know. Uh, more than I think about it, maybe it was partly my fault. Did you buy the shampoo or the special comb or anything? Uh, no, that's the damnedest thing. I don't have hair, so I don't know yeah. how I got it. Okay. It was like in my eyebrows and... In your eyebrows? Shave them off. Okay. I got like a King Kong Bundy look going yeah. on. Yeah, but you've had that for a few years now. Did anybody spray your head with like insecticide or something maybe? Um, I could come over with a spray next time. Get, try that wasp and hornet spray or whatever. Oh, okay. Douse you. Somebody put varnish on my head. But okay. That just made it shiny. I mean, the rain kind of beads off now, yeah. but didn't really do anything otherwise. For the lice. Eh. I'm just thinking, I mean, if Trial you and error. close your eyes real tight and I spray that hotshot wasp killer or whatever on your eyebrows, it might be fine. I was thinking about taking a bath in uh, peanut butter oatmeal. Oh, I thought you were going to say turpentine. Because, I mean, what else would you do? You wouldn't want to eat that stuff, so. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha! Dust. Ton, I got something I need to say. Do you really? We have a special guest on the program tonight. Are we going straight into it? I don't even get to talk about what I want. Next segment. I next thought, segment, I'm talking about some I thought stuff. Tears for Fears was what you no, wanted to talk about. No, we just got there naturally. Oh. Well, first we have to hear from Tad Doyle of the band Tad. He's got a new solo album called Forgotten Sciences. Awesome. Let's hear all about it. We're joined today by musician Tad Doyle. The front man for the band, Tad. He's got a new album out now, though. It's called Forgotten Sciences. Tad, how's it going today? Hey, good. Dustin, thank you. Thank you for calling. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, your new album, Forgotten Sciences, is out now. Can you tell the listeners a bit about the new album? Well, it's my ninth solo uh, record since the uh, last band I was in, Brothers of the Sonic Cloth. And, uh, it's, uh, it was with every record, I try to move into a different direction and stay fresh and creative, um, instead of doing the, the normal thing that, uh, most people would expect from an artist. They get a, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of, mu- uh, music fans want, want a, uh, band that they're familiar with to stay exactly the same and just keep writing the same types of music and the same type of thing. So I, I don't feel that's a, that's a good good way to go. So I, I like to really push myself musically as well as artistically to create something different. And that's pretty much what uh, Forgotten Sciences is. I challenge a lot of uh, depression and anxiety into the music because that's what I was going through for the last two, two and a half years and mostly my whole life. So uh, that's where that's coming from. And that's pretty much the topic is uh, realizing that you, you got to stay in the present moment. And uh, I do, I do, I have to stay in the present moment. Not, not everybody, but uh, that's what, where it's coming from. Yeah, it is definitely different. As you mentioned, I think if people maybe knew you from your early albums with Tad, they might not believe forgotten sciences was even the, the same guy. I mean, it's with all the synth work and the, the different vocal stylings. So this is a definitely a, a different album for sure. Yeah. And it's, it was a lot of fun putting it together. And for that reason, you know, it's a lot of fun. Well, I know you're running uh, <clears throat> Witch Ape Studios now and you're able to write, 
record, produce, mix, master. I mean, that's got to be a great place for uh, you to be. You know, you can do everything from start to finish. This is definitely your album in every sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky that I've been afforded that luxury as a, a musical artist to have all those things and to, to be, be present with them. So I don't know if that was the case when you were starting out. Has this kind of gradually become more of a, I guess, a DIY approach for you as you got the studio up and running and as things have gone on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's times when uh, initially I was completely okay with just being in a jam room and playing with other musicians. And, and those were the formative years. Uh, and as, as a guy that's always had a vision for musically, artistically and visually what I want to, what I want to put out there. It's, uh, it's changed over time. And, uh, I, through, through all this work that I put in and, and, and being in this as my primary focus in life, it's, you know, it showed up. I'm, I'm very glad and lucky that I get to do this and be a part of other people's music journeys and visuals and, uh, their visions. Yeah, when you're helping other people record uh, at the studios and they're successful, do you get the kind of same sense of uh, gratification as you would maybe with your own albums out there? Absolutely. I, I'm very happy for people when they, they get that. You know, to be honest, I, I'm very happy when we're working together in, in the studio and, and we're all have a synergy and we're on the same page, even without speaking about it, we're feeling this this thing, this, this energy, and we're channeling that, uh, together. And, and that's a great feeling. That's, that's probably the, the, the single most thing that I really enjoy. And then of course, uh, having somebody from the band turn me and says, man, that sounds amazing. And, you know, we did it together. That's, the, that's the thing I always remember. It's, it's not me. It's not me alone. It's not them alone. It's us together that make that happen. Awesome. Again, uh, Forgotten Sciences is out now, and uh, it's a great album to just kind of sit and, and listen to as one piece. I think, sadly, that's uh, sort of become maybe a foreign concept to a lot of people these days to just listen to something from start to finish. Yeah, you know, we live in a pretty fast-paced society now, and uh, um, a lot of people will put on earbuds and listen while they're cooking dinner or working out, and they're, they're not really 100% present music and that's fine you know that's the nature of things now but uh the long form music uh, it's interesting that you bring that up because this was originally put together as a one piece of continuous music and i had to edit it down to get it to be short enough to put on the vinyl record and i also had to split it up into smaller chunks that uh people may find uh conceivable you know i wasn't doing that for that reason but, uh, you know, streaming platforms don't like big file sizes. So um, that was one of the considerations that I um, didn't compromise on, but it manif- uh, manipulated to my own advantage. Well, one of the, uh, the chunks, as you mentioned, uh, Skies Full of Coal, I saw the new video for that. Um, uh, definitely had kind of an unsettling, you know, Texas chainsaw kind of feel to it, maybe. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that came about? Yeah, um, that's part of the the whole picture is that uh, I I realized that, man, I'm here's the story. Two and a half years ago, the pandemic was in full swing. I was uh, getting very depressed 
and uh, I've always suffered from depression and uh, I anxiety and I I wasn't getting any sleep and uh, go, go to bed at like 10 or 11 at night and wake up at two wide awake could not get back to sleep so I had to figure out something to 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 change that and, and, and pour myself into the music with this and that's basically what the, the song is from is that experience and coming out the other side and doing a lot of work on myself uh, mentally and spiritually to come out of that and uh, just to be uh, okay and sleep again. You know, you can go nuts if you don't get enough sleep. And I definitely don't want to go nuts more than I already have. Well, I'm glad everything has worked out. And again, now the new album sounds great. Uh, is this something you could ever bring on the road? Do you think you'll be playing any shows this year? Or? Not likely playing any shows. I mean, it is something that's been talked about. Um, there's been a couple of labels that have asked me, do you want to, can you play out live with this? And uh, to be honest, I don't have any, any desire to play out live. I'm completely content and happy making records. And uh, to, the, the next step in my musical journey is that I'm creating music for film picture and uh that's where i'm going and and also to mention sky's full of coal that video was shot with a friend of mine he's in serbia grievo gray and he did all the editing and i shot some of the the visuals here as well so he had a lot to do with that video at least the video aspect of it and i i love working with him he's a great guy well tad i know it's the 35th anniversary of the band tad this year as well uh, do you feel like you've gotten, I guess, the recognition or, or the accolades finally for kind of being the front runner for the grunge sound in the nineties? Or is that even important to you to be acknowledged that way? No, it's not important to me. It, at one time it might've been. And, and certainly I am very happy with the, uh, the accolades and, and not- notoriety that I've received from, from over the years. And, uh, it, it's not important to me though anymore you know it, i'll admit that at one time it was but uh you know i'm, I'm not living in the past and I, i'm moving into the into forging into the future by staying present now well i guess that answers my next question then i know a lot of bands have been kind of reuniting over the past few years sounds like tad's probably going to stay in the rear view for you then absolutely it's going to stay in the rear view and i think that a lot of bands this is one of the primary reasons that I, why I wouldn't do a reunion is because I don't, I'm not in the same place musically that I was then. And it, it was very much an of the moment thing. And I think it is for the rest of the guys too. And uh, I wouldn't want to uh, diminish the legacy that we left behind by being older dudes on stage, trying to recapture the energy of the youth that we had, you know, it's, it's a different thing, which is why I've moved on to music. You know, it's, I'm a, I'm a different person now. I'm a different musician. Excuse me. So, uh, you know, the, I, I would love to be able to, uh, I, I still stay connected with these guys that were in the band and we're all good friends. And, uh, I, I just don't see it happening because, uh, and, and another thing I'm, I don't think I'd want to learn all those songs again. That's the thing. It takes a, quite a commitment. I think a lot of bands that do get together for a reunion are uh, 
are uh, doing themselves a disservice as well as the music and the legacy. So uh, that's where I'm at with that. Well, as you mentioned, you've definitely um, moved forward here and you're in a new place now for sure. And again, uh, Forgotten Sciences is just out. Is there something else maybe you're working on, Ted, or anything else the fans maybe should be looking out for? Yeah, I, like I said, I'm starting to move into uh, movie movie soundtracks, and uh, I'm I'm working on a couple of projects that will probably come into fruition within the next couple of years. One of them is a uh, stop motion uh, short film by a, 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 a very talented filmmaker, uh, Michael Levine. He's also used to be a rock photographer, a very famous one, but now he's doing a, uh, a original creation of his stop motion vision. It's a sci-fi uh, thing called uh, the dark odyssey. And it's doing, it's doing films, uh, independent film circuits right now. Um, I did the score for the, uh, trailer for the Dark Odyssey 2, the Ice Nexus, and we're going to be working together for his next iteration of that series. Um, and then I'm also working on, very soon, uh, been talking with uh, director Hayden Hewitt of Black Octopus Productions in the UK, and he's got a different kind of horror film that we're going to be working on together and he's already shot it and he's in the editing phase and uh, i'm really excited about that it's it's going to be uh i can't wait to sink my teeth into that because that's kind of my jam is sci-fi and horror so and uh, i don't i don't want to say that that's the only thing i can do but that's that's really where i'm excited about right now so that's something to be on the on the lookout for it's called kara Okay, that yeah, that is awesome. You've got uh, a lot of stuff coming up down the pike. I'm sure the fans will be excited. And again, uh, the new album, uh, Forgotten Sciences, is just out. Again, Tad, uh, I'm a big fan of yours, and uh, the new album is great. And I'm excited for all these other projects you mentioned as well. And I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate talking to you too. It was it was really fun. Have a good day, sir. And again, that was the one and only Tad Doyle, the Godfather of grunge. But his new album, Forgotten Sciences is available now.
everybody, this is CM Punk, and you are listening to The Five Count.
Hey, this is Kathy Collier from the Miami Connection, and you're listening to The Five Counts. Oh, shit. 
and we're back. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the five count. Hopefully you made it through that musical set. Holy smokes and number twos. I hope you, yeah. <laughs> if you're driving, hope you're still on the road. That was Tad Doyle. His new album, Forgotten Sciences, is out now. Awesome. He's the godfather of grunge. Kind of like Ton is the godfather of public radio. <laughs> yeah, right. Awesome. All right, Ton, you said you had something important to discuss that was not related to oatmeal or tears for fears. Yeah, it was not at all. Sorry, I thought we had already covered your announcement. but I have something really important to ask you. Okay. Question number one. Doogie Hauser, MD. Huh. Your thoughts? Um, don't, don't even. What? I can't give. I was gonna give you my thoughts. Okay. It's a TV show with the little wiener kid who's a doctor. Wiener kid. Yeah. It's Doogie. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know why you're getting you're so speechless. heated. Okay. Did was- you watch Doogie? Not on purpose. What do you mean, not on purpose? I mean, I've seen it some. So you don't like Doogie? I like it as much as the next guy. I like it the average amount. Okay. Well, I I mean, I think I understand it for you. Because you typically like... I think Doogie is classified as a sitcom. See, I was just going to say that you're more into comedy type TV shows of that area era but you're but you're not just into that you definitely like other shows that are like uh what would you call it like a drama i guess or like stupid shows no not stupid shows i'm saying like i don't watch a lot of medical dramas like little house is not not that funny not in a way that like it's supposed to be a not in the way that like perfect strangers is funny right but if it was a medical drama Little House would be like Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Yeah. And I don't watch that. Yeah. That's like the Doogie Hauser version of Little House. (laughs) I'm saying I started watching Doogie Hauser and I really like it. And I'm I'm realizing that I must have watched it a lot when I was young. I remember the ending where he would type on his giant blue computer. Yeah. The blue screen, yeah, you'd see the blue background. And he had a handsome friend named Vinny. Yeah, man. I do remember that. It's weird how many episodes I'm remembering. Um, it's just really interesting. It's I find it to be an interesting show. And I always wondered back then like how legit it was. I remember being a kid and thinking, like, is he really a doctor? Because he, he <laughs> does such a good job. Of, like, the speech, you know, just whatever, the dialogue parts. But now... Was he really a doctor? No, he was definitely not. Oh. So, now check this out. Google currently... Okay, recently in one of the episodes I was watching, he talks about making his own money as a doctor. And he mentions that, like, he says it's something like, well, such and such doesn't... Because it was something like where he wanted uh, to buy himself a brand new car. And his parents were trying to be like, no, you know, like, that's a bad decision. You should, you got to drive this old one for at least a year and whatever. And then we'll talk about it. 
And he's like, why? I have a job. I make my own money. And they're like, well, these other kids make money and they don't get a brand new car. And he's like, yeah, well, he doesn't make 28 grand a year. Whatever, like 28 grand a year was, I mean, I'm guessing that was supposed to be quite a bit. You're making that as a 16-year-old doctor in California, right, in the 80s. In 1989? Yeah. Was that, is that a lot? That still seems like low to me. How much was it? Twenty eight thousand. That's what he said. Twenty eight grand a year. This is the second time we've had to pull up the inflation calculator. Well, let me see what. It's about sixty eight thousand in nineteen eighty nine. Yes, which is a lot if you still live with your parents. Well, yeah, definitely is a lot if you still live with your parents. I was making five bucks an hour when I lived with my parents. That still seems low for a doctor's wages, though. But then I guess they got to think like, okay, well, he's 16. He's not. But he is. He was a legit. He's supposed to be a legit doctor at 16. Like he's doing surgeries and stuff. Anyway, what I found hilarious is according to Google right now, somebody asked the question, how much did neil patrick harris make per episode on doogie hauser and he was 16 at the first season which he plays a 16 year old but who is a doctor who apparently makes 28 grand a year okay there's apparently sources that claim oh i i guess it was at the show's peak he was making two hundred and twenty-five thousand per episode per episode and then Apparently, he made 400000 per episode for the ninth and final season of it. That's like ton money. The show had 208 episodes. Doogie Howser did? Yes, and 24 of them from the final season. Four hundred grand times 24. Wikipedia says there was only four seasons and only 97 episodes. Really? Where are you getting this info from? On the bus? With your oatmeal friends? I don't know. It's on Google here. It's from Parade. Maybe maybe the snippet was mixing things, something. But still, 225,000? I don't know what to tell you, Ton. Per episode? That was a lot of money back then. That's a crazy amount. In 89? That was even a lot of money like 10 years ago. Yes, you're correct. Think about that. I am thinking about it right now. Well, you should think about the fact that this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five count history. On the show, July 13th, 2013, you'll never believe this, Doogie Hauser joined us. <laughs> I made that up, Tom. <laughs> I know, I know. I know you don't always remember things, but I thought I could get that one by you. We did have a pretty happening program. It was a metal show. So metal it made Ricky Rackman blush. Wow. We had two exclusive interviews ten years ago. One of them was with Sean from White Zombie. Oh, man. Remember that? Yeah. That was a good one. And then I told her that I had a picture of her in my locker in junior high. And then she's like, hey, what are you doing later? Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm doing a radio show. Doing a radio show. Calm down. And if that's not enough, Ton, you'll remember this one. We also had Bill Mann speaker from Green Jello. 
Remember that one? That one was amazing. That was the same show. White Zombie and Green Jello. That guy was crazy to talk to. He did release a single with Hulk Hogan. That's it's just I mean, nuts. not everyone can say that. Yeah. Crazy, crazy cool guy. That was 10 years ago. Anything else you want to say about that? If, if anybody wants to re-listen to any of those, go to thefivecow.com or even uh, to the Five Count on YouTube, and uh, you can check out all those interviews. They're still available to listen to. Both of those were stellar interviews. Awesome. Todd, I've never known you to do anything less than stellar. Really? I'm sure it happens all the time. Maybe a handful of times now that I think about it. But for the most part, you're you're pretty solid. All right. Fairly solid. I mean, you're no Doogie Howser. No Doogie? Man. Doogie would have never gotten COVID. I don't even know truly why I like Doogie so much, but it's like I've just been really watching it like crazy. Doogie. I think it also helps that it's only 20 minutes, 20 some minutes. Because the episodes seem like they fly by for me. If it was like two hours, then it would just start to be a real slog. It would, yeah. Could you imagine? Too much Doogie. Sitting and listening to something for two hours. I mean, I can imagine that. What's that smell? <laughs> Doogie. Yes. MD. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good times. Todd, I got a question that someone sent to the five-count mailbag. That someone was Bill Shouts. Oh, Billy Shouty. Bill Shouts. Bill Shouts. Would like you to address a pressing issue in the world of professional wrestling. Okay. Apparently, there is a lady wrestler named Lacey Evans who is acting like a drill instructor. And Sergeant Slaughter is like... Lame. You're no drill instructor. You maggot. He wants you to... Really? Weigh in on that. Hmm. Of course, as you know, five-count alumnus Sergeant Slaughter did once defeat Bigfoot in a monster truck tug-of-war. Yeah, he did. It you kind of have to side with him. I yeah, think. it doesn't really look to me like Lacey could defeat Bigfoot in any kind of way. Um, She is wearing a big hat. I'm not seeing the hat picture here. I'm trying to... I looked her up really quick. Um, Okay, here I see a hat one. I don't, I just, I don't know what to think here. I think the problem is, and I don't want to talk disparagingly of Sarge, but this Lacey Evans person was actually in the military and Sergeant Slaughter was not. Oh boy. He's not a real Marine. Yeah. So, so what are you saying to me right now that you have to side with Lacey? I'm saying that's what Billy Floyd shouts probably thinks. I'm saying, if you defeat Bigfoot in a monster truck tug-of-war, you can do whatever you want. I, You know what? I agree with you, Dust. And as far as this Lacey person, just even looking at picks, um, it looks way more like 
it looks to me like she's gone through a lot of different character type stuff. Like they're trying to find something that catches on for her. And I'm, and it looks also to me like they're hoping that her cheekiness is what's going to catch on no matter what in any of the outfits. So she looks a lot more like a sex symbol than in a a symbol for America and, uh, pride in Marines to me. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I still have to stick with the Sarge in that particular vein. If you want to, I don't know, go aside with Lacey, maybe choose one of her other five or six looks that she has going on here. This is like weird 1920s noir, some weird like sailor girl thing approach, something weird with these hats i don't i don't i can't get a handle on it it's too all over the place and even the army outfit is like which one is the is the one i don't know i don't know i it's not grabbing me all that much as a sarge replacement i don't know typically i enjoy wrestlers who wear funny hats so it's tough for me yeah I mean, I like the hat thing. <laughs> I don't know. Ton, I, tons into the hat thing. I, I Yeah, I mean, I like the when she has the hat that's like Slaughter's hat. That's cool. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Glad I, we were able to clear that up. Is Slaughter saying like saying he didn't he didn't give the blessing on that deal or what is? I guess he doesn't like it. She's using the Cobra Clutch, even. That seems so weird. Well. I'm sure it won't last. Maybe we'll have more on that subject in a few weeks when we give away tickets to see WWE Raw on Ton's birthday. I'm pretty sure she's not going to like be the next Slaughter. Like, There's no real way, right? There's not. I mean... I'm still trying to be the next ton. Can I ask this question? Why isn't there somebody carrying around a two by four or a snake? If you're going to go down that road and say like, oh, we're just going to let somebody new be do the Sergeant Slaughter thing quick. Then are they going to also have somebody new do the, the Duggan routine or you know what I mean? Jake the snake routine or. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Or the Repo Man. And will somebody else... Dust that gimmick off. Yeah. Do that one. It's Doink coming back. He's always been around. I mean, in here. Yeah. Deep inside. Ton, we got to play some music here and then leave. All right. Because, you know, people expect that you make their pants want to get up and dance. That's why. I love that idea.
This is Jessica Gaines from Wild and Crazy Kids, and you're listening to The Five Count. Feet up, pat him on the popo, let's hear him laugh. Ha ha, feet up, pat him on the popo, let's hear him laugh. Ain't seen a babe like this before, he's so good looking, gonna have some more. Feet up, pat him on the popo, let's hear him laugh. Uh-huh, now I've been known to gamble, take a little drink. Then there's the night I had a fight and ended in the clink. But now my rootin' tootin' days are done. Gotta be the man that he thinks I am, cause I love my son. Oh, feet up, pat him on the popo, let's hear him laugh. Ha ha, feet up, pat him on the popo, let's hear him laugh. Ain't seen a babe like this before, he's so good looking, gonna have some more. Feet up, pat him on the popo, let's hear him laugh. I knew a lot of women when I was on the go. They'd stand in line to drink my wine and help me spend my dough. But my wife, Rosie, ain't that kind. Got her to thank for a buck in the bank and this kid of mine. Do some bragging up and down the town. I'm walking into joints anew and pass the news around that me and Rosie got a son. Though he's just been born, gonna buy him a horn, a baseball and drum. Feet up, pat him on the popo, let's hear him laugh. Ha ha, feet up, pat him on the popo, let's hear him laugh. Ain't seen a babe like this before, he's so good looking, gonna have some more. Feet up, pat him on the popo, let's hear him laugh. He's as tiny as a peanut, yet I do declare. Someday he'll look at me and say, hey, how you doing down there? He'll be good-hearted like his ma, but I'll bet he'll be a lady killer, just like his pa. Feet up, pat him on the popo, let's hear him laugh. Feet up, pat him on the popo, let's hear him laugh. Wow, ain't seen a babe like this before, he's so good looking, gonna have some more. Feet up, pat him on the popo, let's hear him laugh.
the monkeys and you're listening to the five count
And we're back. Oh yeah. Wee, wee, wee. Hey, it's the five count. Sun's yawning, so that means it's bedtime. It's so is bedtime. This whole time with COVID, I would go to bed like at nine o'clock every day and sleep a very long time, much longer than I'm used to sleeping, and I'd still wake up tired and exhausted. Well, I was trying to help wake you up as as I'm sure you noticed by that musical break yeah. when I played Prong. Yeah, dude. Tons always saying, how come we don't play more Prong? It's a really good question. And I thought about it for a second. I thought, you know what? I don't know. Yeah. I need to remedy that. Yeah, you do. And then I did. Good job. I snapped my fingers and then I snapped my neck. <laughs> awesome. There's a, a young dude who's really into new metal that I work with, and I tried to talk to him about Prong, and he had no idea. So I, of course, immediately put that song on, and he was just like, what is this? And I'm like, it's freaking Prong, dude. Did you punch him in the face for being a poser? Yeah. Good call. In the call. face and the kidneys and yeah. the balls. Three fists yeah. at once. Three fists of fury. Triple threat. That's what you get. And then when he's like, what are you doing, man? I was like, you're lucky I didn't snap my fingers and snap your neck. Yeah. It's prong. Ton leads a good life. He breaks his back. <laughs> so if you don't listen to more prong, you'll have to snap his fingers and your neck. That was so, that's that's it's a high quality song right there. <clears throat> well, the show is now over, but there is more. There's more out there at thefivecount.com and a lot more on Patreon. If you want to send Ton a Get Well gift, why not join us on Patreon? It's the least you could do. Jerkweeds. It really is. I didn't mean that last part. <laughs> yeah, you did. Unless you don't sign up. Then I meant it doubly. <laughs> awesome. We've got bonus content, early access to all our programs. And all the classic shows. I think we're up through 2007. Getting to the end of 2000. Like, it's about 170 old shows. The real good stuff. Like, you know, all the bands you love. And you're like, oh yeah, I, I like their early stuff. That was our early stuff. Yeah, man. Now we're at like the Doobie Brothers latest album. <laughs> Like, you want to hear reeling in the years, and we're yeah. playing, like, here's one from our new one. Yeah. You don't need that. Go back and listen to them old ones. Yeah. Hey, I guess we're done, though. We're done. See you next time. We'll see ya. Let's turn the record over quick.